welcome to Brewed. Uh, this is the podcast where there's always conversation about coffee, and coffee always fuels the conversation. My name is Adonis. And I'm Bryce. Yeah, guys, uh, this is episode 21 for us here. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday, September 15th. Um, and yeah, we have a fun episode planned for you guys. As always, we're going to kick things off with some coffee talk. Um, we are drinking a brew courtesy of Bryce today. Bryce, what are we what are we drinking? Uh, it is from the Roasters High Wire Coffee Roasters, and it's their Bauhaus blend. And uh, it is uh, they state it is their darkest roast. I th- I haven't researched them, but I think they're most known for the light and medium roasts okay. from what I looked up before. And uh, but this is so I think this is just on the darker side of medium. Um, if not just on the early side of the dark roast spectrum. Okay. And it's like a really dark medium or a really light dark? Yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> and okay. it's just known as for that roaster, it's their darkest blend. Gotcha. Um, and, yeah, it's supposed to taste like bittersweet chocolate cookie, yes. I believe is what it says. And it's supposed to be a mellow blend, right? Yes, so I'll just read the description from their website. It says, uh, Bauhaus is our darkest one. It remains a favorite among fans of sweet, mellow, full-bodied cups that only a skillful roast can provide. We bring Central and South American coffees together. Then our roasters take it deep enough uh, to bring you the bittersweet chocolate cookie flavors of a full roast without dominant smokiness. Uh, It's uh, supposed to have a profile that is full roasty chocolate and smooth i just want to start by saying that the bag is so so <laughs> aesthetic <laughs> i wish i had got it during the month of october i was gonna say it's definitely uh, uh it's very halloween aesthetic. yeah yeah uh, it's, sure. it's basically what is that like a tan bag yeah sort it's like it's a, a light tan. brown yeah with uh and then it has silhouettes of a building and mm-hmm. like a basically fall trees or dead trees and the branches are just sinewy and lengthy and just kind of hovering over the building yeah so it's it's really cool it's a cool halloween bag for sure sure kicking off spooky season we're uh we're about a month and a half away from halloween i feel like now is it's it's a close enough now to where people can start being halloweeny yes you know, I thought, you know, early August was a little too soon. <laughs> that did not stop a lot of people. Um, you know, I've never understood the year-round thing. Yeah, but the no. older I get, the more I realize there are certain holidays I love the most. Because I never huh. really had favorite holidays or okay. anything. But uh, Halloween's been kind of a prominent one all the time. Really? Just my yeah. favorite to just... It's not even about dressing up, even though that's fun. I just love the aesthetic of it. And I love Fair the enough. folklore that comes with it. And... Just a lot of fun. That's interesting because it's definitely, I would say it's my least favorite holiday just because I'm not about the whole, I'm not about the aesthetic. You're like not, that not a spoopy person? No, it doesn't do anything <laughs> for me, but I feel the exact same way you feel about Halloween, about Christmas. But I've yeah. always been a Christmas person. Like for as long as I can remember, I've loved the ho- that holiday season, like Christmas time. Post, anything post Thanksgiving up through the new year has been my jam. Um I just love it. I love I love the aesthetic. I love the winter time in general. I love snow, even though we don't get that here in Arizona. But um, well, this part of Arizona, um, I just love it. Yeah, I love the feels that the holidays bring, and just uh, everybody. You know, I like the the idea of like a warm cup of hot chocolate by a fire with christmas carols in the background see i think when i moved to washington that's why halloween started becoming my thing because it actually 
in Washington yeah. is kind of the start, sure, middle of fall, and yeah. you actually feel it there. I remember because everything you just said about the hot drinks and everything, like in Arizona, you can't do that in October no, yet. I mean, some no. people do, <laughs> but I am not one of those. Yeah. It's way too hot still yeah. for me, but. I started learning how to make bourbon cider and Ooh, things yeah. like that, and I love uh, the warm apples. And uh, you know, I can start pulling out the hoodies and stuff. And, That's true. and places like that, you get like you know leaves changing colors uh-huh. and that whole. So like, I think I started associating red. all yeah. that, and it's just kind of all intertwined. Yeah, here in Phoenix, at least, we just get like it's just the same all year round. <laughs> like there's really yep. no change <laughs> in the aesthetic. From January to December, it's all the same. Yeah, um, not super great. I but miss... on to the coffee now. Back <laughs> yes, to anyway. Bauhaus. <laughs> yes, uh, I enjoyed this coffee. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I uh, we I did something for the first time. You know, because we have talked about flavor notes and how we don't understand how they work. Um, so I was like, you know what? I did some research and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try my best to do this like a coffee pro. So everything I've read says that you're supposed to get the flavors in your head before you taste the coffee. So I was like, okay, chocolate cookie. Let me try to imagine what a chocolate cookie tastes like. Or remember, I guess I've, I've had a chocolate cookie before. Um, so I tried to remember, <laughs> what a, recall what a coffee, a chocolate chip cookie tastes like. So I did that, took a sip of the coffee, and I think it worked. I think I tricked myself into believing that it did taste like uh, a chocolate cookie and it was it was interesting definitely made the experience more enjoyable i i will say so i think going forward i will try to do that and uh, we'll see if i can pull out some of these stranger flavors in these coffees but yeah this one was really solid i definitely got that smoothness um definitely did feel like a full coffee um didn't taste any smokiness so they were true to form on that it was just a really good, a really good roast. I, I, I definitely dig it for sure. Yes, all of that. I also tried the thinking about the notes in my head. Yeah, and uh, it did that. It changed. I've I've had this before today, mm. and it was still a good cup of coffee. It's still mm-hmm. mellow and smooth. Um, but I actually, uh, you know, I don't know if I tasted cookie, but I definitely <laughs> tasted more than just texture. Yeah. I definitely it, it had more flavor to it. Okay. And it, it was also more enjoyable for me. Um, it is a full bodied, beautiful coffee. I, I yeah. like it a lot. It is. It is a solid coffee. I definitely would uh, definitely try it again. Um, the other yeah. thing that's changed. I have also, uh, so I got a scale in. Yeah. And it is a pocket scale. Uh, mm-hmm. which I didn't know was a thing. Um, my buddy, as soon as he saw it, said, um, so are you a dealer now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll take a gram, please. Make sure you're not driving <laughs> with that in your pocket. You get pulled over. You don't get to just say that you're <laughs> heading over to your buddies for some coffee. <laughs> that's not. That's yeah. code for something. <laughs> I think that's what they call a probable cause. <laughs> <laughs> just have my pocket skills sitting on the seat. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got it because obviously I, I talk about how I travel and I plan on getting into trucking, which I'll be driving around a lot. And mm-hmm. so I was trying to find a scale um, that was going to work for me and that wouldn't take up a lot of space. Yeah. And I, I discovered pocket scales. And apparently they're not cheesy, flimsy, um, or even super expensive things. I got mine for $10, and it's like a well-renowned brand and style. Uh, let me see. I actually have it in my pocket oh, right now. Just yeah. so pull it right Convenient. out. Convenient. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> uh, AWS is the brand. Okay. Uh, not sponsored, but hey, if you're out there. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and it measures up to 600 grams. So I started using that every morning. Nice. And it has definitely changed my, my coffee. So I still have quite a few of the bags. Um, I'm finishing up pretty much all of them now of, of things we've talked about on this podcast. And mm-hmm. now I'm going back through them. And it's definitely changed hmm. the how each bag tastes. It still tastes similar. It just tastes more like a full coffee and for sure um it's been it's been good i'm glad i'm measuring now uh i didn't think that would be something i fully cared about i thought it would be something i would do just for the sake of experimenting and for the podcast but i actually think it's going to be part of my day-to-day routine okay yeah definitely it makes things easier it makes you know because whenever you're eyeballing you're like yeah this could be good or it could be a disaster so why why not just eliminate that risk altogether like make sure you're getting the right amount of grounds to water and I think that's just a way to guarantee that you're not, you know, making a cup of coffee that's going to be substandard, at least in that in that regard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that got me to thinking, uh, you know, we I, I would consider coffee uh, currently we're amateur coffee, you know, uh, brewers. Uh, so it's a hobby for us right now. Um, and it has been something that I personally have uh, spent a, a little bit of money on to make sure that I'm doing the hobby justice i don't want to you know come across as a rookie or anything even though we're we're, like i said we're amateurs um but we're working our way toward that you know hopefully more seasoned coffee brewers uh that that designation so um i just wanted to talk a little bit about like you know how much money do you feel comfortable like giving to your hobbies like hobbies are things obviously that that get us through the day um, but there are also things that generally take money. Um, so some people, you know, do gardening. Some people, you know, play video games. Hobbies are just, you know, things that you do because you enjoy. Some people doing are audiophiles who need $10,000 speakers. This is true. Uh, well, need is, a, is an interesting word. Um, <laughs> so, um, so obviously we're one of our hobbies is coffee. Uh, so we'll start with that. But then we're just going to go into how much money we put into our hobbies in general. So um, let's see. With With coffee for me. I already had a, co- a brew, like a coffee brewer, a uh, drip coffee maker. Sorry, that's what that is called. Um, so I already had a drip coffee maker. I don't remember if I, I think it was a Christmas gift, actually. So I don't think I paid for that. Um, since we've started the podcast, I have acquired a, um, a Chemex. So that was about $40. Let me pull up my calculator here so I can <laughs> be upset about how much money I was spending. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent $40 on a Chemex. I have a $20 reusable filter for said Chemex. Um, so let me see if uh, 40 plus 60. Um, <laughs> and then what else have I bought for the. Well, uh, let, let's count our drink trade uh, subscriptions, I guess. So mm-hmm. that's another. We'll, we'll round, round it up to, to 15 bucks. 15? Right? Probably. I would say if you're going to round it up, it'd probably be up to 20. No, I guess it wouldn't be 20. 15 to 17. Oh, okay. Let's 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 split the difference. Let's say let's 16. Seven. Okay, 16. 16. All right. All right. So we have 40 <laughs> plus 20 plus 16. All right. Uh, what else have I? What else have I bought? I have I already have my French press, so I'm not going to count that into this. Um Oh, an espresso maker, uh, which was relatively cheap. It was sixty bucks. So, add that in there. Um, 
that it? No, my scale obviously was about. I want to say it was about twenty bucks. Maybe I'm fifteen to twenty. So we'll split it again. We'll go eighteen there. Um, what else? Am I missing anything? Did I forget anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's it. So from just from the podcast with the equipment that I've bought for coffee brewing, I'm at $154, which isn't bad, which isn't terrible. I feel like for we've been doing this for how long for uh, five I don't know time anymore. <laughs> so yeah, about five. Oh, we're in September. Holy we're in crap. September. We Keep probably started that. this in like May. Four months. Four months. About four months. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so $154 over four months, and I think I have a, a nice setup now to where I w- – well, I do want to buy a burr grinder at some point, but I've, um, I'm adding that to my Christmas list for uh, Santa, so hopefully I get one of those from the big guy. Um, but, yeah, $154. I thought it was going to be more than that, so I'm not mad. Well, I'm did, not mad you, did you multiply the drink trade by That's a few? True. Well, Bryce, you know, we don't need to get into details. <laughs> <laughs> Let's round yours uh, up to about two hundred. Let's, let's round see, it up to about two hundred. But Which like, still let's isn't say, terrible. Okay, two hundred. But I would have been paying for coffee regardless of whether I was doing this podcast or not. I was already a coffee drinker. Probably That's wasn't true. spending you know fifteen bucks a month on coffee. Fifteen bucks probably a bag. More about ten dollars <laughs> a month because I, yeah. I was just like a Folgers guy. I've also stopped going to Starbucks as much as I've, I, I went in the past. So I'm sure I'm saving some money there. Um, so, okay, let's, to be fair, I'll round it up to $200, $200, but I've saved money from not going to Starbucks all the time. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I, that I, that's livable for me. 200 bucks <laughs> is not, you know, breaking the bank. Yeah, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't spent almost anything. Okay. Uh, so. so my French press I have is a one cup French press. Okay. Uh, again, meant for, it's just minimalist sure, and, sure. uh, but a buddy gave that to me. Okay. Um, my scale ten dollars. Okay. Uh, which I just bought, and then drink trade again. That's sixteen dollars every three weeks. So if we're rounding my, we'll just are we we'll rounding just say about, about fifty bucks? So we'll round yeah, yours up yeah. to fifty. We'll say yeah. fifty. So fifty. For so fifty for that. Uh, I guess I should put my calculator. <laughs> I don't know if I have that much more to <laughs> add to it, but just so in case, a ten dollars scale. Yeah. So we're at sixty. For your coffee subscription. Um. Let's see. I stay with my friends. They have drip coffee. I don't have my own drip coffee machine, okay. so okay. I mean, I don't worry about that. Um, I don't really go for super fancy creamers or anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm like trying to think of things to add to my calculation now. Um, so yeah, as far I think it's just the sixty really. Okay. Um, and. So most of my money is just to getting those new bags of coffee, um, but the things I want to buy are definitely pricey say, because you're, you're in a situation right now where you don't have to have that equipment, but you yes, will have to. But I point. will have yeah. to have it, and when I buy it, I'm going to be buying high end stuff. Okay. So I'm trying to like prepare for that financially. I was actually going to insta buy. <laughs> Uh, a hand uh burr grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I thought you since were since doing last that. episode, yeah. and the reason I didn't is because uh, I realized my financial oh, situation okay. was not as clear as I thought I had it. Uh, so, um, yeah, that'll that have to wait like, for a while. That was like almost eighty bucks, wasn't it? Or was it? it yeah, it was eighty. I think so. there was a, there. I think there was two I narrowed it down to, mm-hmm. uh, and it. I think the average was like eighty dollars. Ex- 70 80 or 90 something like that 
Um, but yeah, so that'll be one of my next purchases. Um, and that's for that. There was another expensive purchase I was thinking about, but that might've been the scale. I think I was thinking the scale was so probably going to be expensive. You have your scale. You'll have your grinder. Um, you, so when you leave, when you're, you know, uh, Oh yeah. I have the arrow press you, know. you gave me too, oh, uh, yeah, which yeah, I've yeah, used yeah, quite the, a bit actually. Yeah. Um, what are you planning on brewing your coffee? Are you just going to, cause you can, you could take your French press obviously, mm-hmm. but you, you'd have to have something to boil the water. So you mm-hmm. would need like a, some kind of kettle. So when I finally start, yes, yeah, so when I finally start trucking or even if I'm in my van, once sure. it's finished converting, I'm thinking about both of those situations, then yeah, I probably just need to buy a kettle that's probably the last major piece that mm. i need because i'll have i have you know i have mugs of course already sure. just doing french press no you don't want to do because i know you had said that you wanted to pour over because you liked the way the yes coffee comes out. um i'm i'd probably buy one of those too i'll probably end up buying one of those actually that might even just replace the french press because my french press i like carrying it around but the pour over my French press for it's a glass container, so yeah, it's not something true. I want to drag around like that. So, and there's plenty of. Uh, I think there's a really popular pour over one that everyone mm. gets, like campers who love coffee and our beers okay. and people. And I I forgot what it was, but there's a popular one out there. I think it's probably like fifty bucks or something. Okay. So I think in the next by the end of the year, I'll have probably spent another. Hundred to two hundred. So you'll probably be close to where I am. You'll probably yeah. be close to the two hundred, maybe a little more. Once I buy what yeah. I need. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's, not, not, it's not terrible. terrible it's yeah. just got they're you know they're not minimal sums at all. They're not minimal yeah. things you can it's just drop money on. Yeah, exactly. Um, other than the, other than the coffee though, I don't I don't play a lot of video games, movies. Uh, but I work in a movie theater, so I get free movies. Um, I still spend end up spending a ton of money on movies anyway, just because. There's rules involved with the whole free movie thing. Anyway, I'm not going to get into oh, that. Wow. Um, but I so movies are probably my next biggest hobby, quote unquote. And then podcasting would be my my number three. And I've I've spent a, I've spent a lot of money on podcasts. Yeah, I mean this, <laughs> this room is pretty <laughs> it's pretty nice. Um, yeah, but this is like my this is podcasting is my quote unquote expensive hobby. This is yeah. what I knew was going to take a lot of money to get going and to get right and with all the audio equipment and doing it in this sort of uh round table style of podcasting and not doing it over you know zoom calls or mm-hmm. or google you know um what's it called hangouts. google hangouts or skype or anything like that which it's cheaper if you go that route but i like being in the same room with the people that i'm podcasting with so yeah. Um, I knew that was going to take a little more money. Um, but, and this is all equipment that is like timeless equipment. So as long as I take care of it and if I ever decide, Hey, podcasting isn't for me anymore, I can sell it for almost exactly how much I bought it for. So, um, I consider it an investment, not necessarily me just throwing money away at, at something that I'm never going to use. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I won't even uh, give you a number on that because that would just depress <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> It shouldn't, de- it shouldn't depress it you. It wouldn't depress me, but it's, it's just like it's an invest, a beautiful like, investment. That's true. Um, what about you? What's what's uh, other than coffee? What do you spend money on? Um, so I have plenty of things I enjoy getting into. Like I love games and books and movies and all of that, which I'll probably spend fairly equal amounts on. Um, just dispersed over the year. I definitely don't have one that I just blow money on all the time. Like I'm not buying. 
a full priced new. So video games are like sixty bucks. I don't really ever buy full priced games. I think it's okay. it's very seldom that I do. Maybe once, most twice a year. Oh wow! Okay. Because I have no problem waiting four or five years to buy a game oh, or okay. to trade some stuff in to get it for a lot cheaper. And, or waiting for a hand me down, like that's just kind that of is, that is not a sentiment you hear from most gamers. Like most yeah. people, are like I need it now. I want the special edition with all the bells and whistles and the collectible figures. Yeah, I definitely would love all that stuff. Like I'm definitely into that stuff. But I have been, I've lived on my own and had bills mm. since I was 18. Fair enough. And everything that's always taken precedent in the yeah. forefront. And I think that's just stuck, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm happy it did. Cause, sure, yeah. You know, it's cool. I love going to friends' houses and seeing all their stuff. Like it's super <laughs> cool. And someday I'll, I'll you know I'll deco my place sure. out like that. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm willing to just kind of wait and spend my and I just spend my time on so many other things as well. So mm-hmm. things I actually spend money on. Uh, I live uh, a healthy lifestyle. I love fitness. I love um, keeping health in mind. So I think a lot of my money just goes into eating mm. uh, good foods. Um, protein powders, things like that, um, and uh, workout equipment. So I think I was getting ready to buy a new kettlebell, which would be like 50-something pounds, and you're paying like one to two bucks a pound. Okay. So what that means is if the next size up that I'm going to be wanting after I'm done with my current routine Mm -hmm. will probably cost me 150-something bucks for just Mm. that one piece of equipment. Oh, dang. But for me, the 150 bucks is going to last for decades. Like, okay, yeah, like I mean, these are things yeah, I'm keeping. I've already gonna, been yeah, using. Right. These things don't just go away. Sure, sure. Um, and then, but I also, when I was doing my, when I was working in operating races and events, I mm. have uh, monthly massages, uh, manicures and pedicures to take care of my body because I was out doing construction, outdoor work all the time, and I wanted to take care of my body. Mm-hmm. So I was spending probably 200 250 on that a month uh just to take care of myself oh man um so i mean that i mean that alone just adds up yeah. <laughs> um and then what else i'm trying to think of, like hobbies like a number i can actually place where i consistently spend a certain amount but probably on like a healthy lifestyle i mean there's so many different aspects of that but probably sure. just on things and stuff i guess we can just say like a thousand a year We'll just throw out that number just to have okay. a number for it. Yeah. I and mean, when you think about it yearly, that doesn't seem like a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's I'm interesting. trying to think of other – I haven't really been – it's hard for me to think of it because this year I haven't really spent a whole lot on certain things. And on podcast equipment, like I did buy a, a lavalier mic for mm-hmm. traveling with, and that was, I think, 50 or 60 bucks I spent on that. Um, that's another thing though like what you said with your with your weights like you know the the industry standard microphone is the Shure SM7B and that microphone it's still the industry standard and it came out in 1973 so these aren't like audio yeah. equipment isn't something that is being constantly updated it's not like a cell phone where every year there's a new version that's yep. better the industry standard mic is about you know what is that 50 years old almost like mm-hmm. it's so it's yeah, yeah, it's like you drop a lot of money, but they last a long time. Exactly. Now, one passion I've been – there are things I want to spend a lot sure. of money on. So we can go into, like, <laughs> desired hobbies because I'm a bit of an audiophile, a kind of a rookie audiophile. I love sound. Oh, yeah. I love 360 sound. I love anything you can do with speakers or headphones and things like that. So there's plenty of 
three four hundred dollar headphones mm-hmm. i look at all the time I'm always keeping up with that stuff i'm always keeping up with what the new game consoles are going to be so i keep up with all this stuff i'd love to spend tons of money on yeah i just don't so <laughs> uh the money i dream about spending is in <laughs> high amounts believe yeah. me <laughs> like the ps5 when i eventually buy that i expect i'm gonna have to drop a grand Really? Because it's known for its audio this time around. Okay. So I'm probably going to have to buy the console, which, oh, will, that's gonna be a which will probably be about five or 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the headphones that they designed for it, which will probably be another, I don't know pricing. I don't think there's any pricing for anything right now, but probably another yeah. two. I'm expecting another 300 bucks for the headphones. Jeez. And then games. I know I'm going to need games to play. So <laughs> for two games, it's going to be like 120 to 150 bucks. Yeah, that's crazy. And then. Um, I don't know if I'll get a second controller. But if I do, I'll just say I do, yeah. and that's another eighty bucks because controllers are stupid expensive now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other stuff I can't think of right now, but that just those things alone are close to a grand. Yeah, and then I mean I don't know. Do you do protection plans or anything like warranties or anything like well, that? When I buy new stuff, I yeah. generally do. Yeah, so it's so. probably another thirty, fifty bucks of yeah. Warranties. Yeah, man. Gaming is an expensive hobby. Yeah. I, I, a lot of my friends are gamers, and I look at them, and I'm just like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And they, the, it like immediately depreciates. As soon as you buy a yep. new video game, you you can walk out of the store and walk back in, and you are not getting a full price back for nope. that video game that you just bought. It's going to be greatly depreciated. So no longevity there. But, hey, if it makes you feel good, if it's something that you enjoy doing, why not spend a little bit of money on it? That's what we're all here to do. We're all here Absolutely. to be happy and live our lives. But I think we are going to go uh, on a small break here. On the other side of it, though, we have a new segment coming up for you guys. It's called Watched, Heard, and Read. We'll break that down on the other side of the break. So make sure you guys are uh, getting ready for that. Get excited. Go use the bathroom. Go grab a snack, whatever you need to do in the meantime. And uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, guys. Um, so we're going to kick off uh, this uh, week's actual discussion with a, a new segment that we're calling Watched, Heard, and Read. Uh, so if you guys are listeners to the show, you uh, probably know that we spend a lot of time talking about uh, entertainment. So any kind of media, visual media, audio, audible media, whatever, we spend a lot of time talking about movies, TV shows, albums, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we thought, why not give it its own time in the sun? Like, give it its own spotlight with the segment that we're going to call Watched, Heard, and Read. So we're going to give you guys the best thing that we've watched this week the best thing that we've heard this week and the best thing that we've read this week. So um, let's start out with the uh, the visual media. Let's start off with the watched. So uh, best thing I've watched this week. Um, I don't even know if I started it this week or if it's something that I've been watching for more than a week. Anyway, um, since we last recorded, at least, I've started watching Amazon Prime's new series, The Bo- new series, uh, series The Boys. It just dropped a new season. Uh, the first few episodes dropped, and they're doing it week to week every every Friday. So uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Uh, they've been doing a lot of marketing for it over the last couple of weeks. Um, but it's a really, really interesting show. Definitely is something. Uh, the first season came out a, a year or two ago, and I 
had always seen it. I had always seen posters and I'd seen clips and ads and stuff. And for some reason, I always just kind of stayed away from it. I was like, you know what? It just doesn't really seem like my cup of tea. Seems a little too. We're subconscious hipsters. That's why. Yeah, it was just like, you know, I don't don't know. Something about it just didn't grab me. Um, But then I was just hanging out at home one day last week and I was like, you know what? New season starting soon. Amazon Prime generally puts out good content. Let's check it out. So I watched the first episode and was immediately hooked. Like that first episode was super grabby, got me in, loved the characters, loved the world that they built. I think it's an extremely well-written show. I think the characters are all like there's some there's a character for everyone in the show in my opinion. I feel like you can anybody can pick out someone that they like and latch onto that character and you're going to get enough of 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 a backstory or enough information about that character to keep you interested. Um and I just felt like it was just a really it's just a really good show visually cinematically. It's probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. It feels like a movie, like with like that you're watching for eight hours. Like it's that good of quality, in my opinion. It just is really, really well done. Um, it's written by, or it was developed by Eric Kripke, who uh, was the creator, co-creator of Supernatural, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually produced by Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg. Obviously, that that dynamic duo who has put out some great films. Um, and, uh, yeah, it has a, a very interesting cast. Uh, no, I would say no A-listers. Maybe Carl Urban is an A-lister, but, uh, I wouldn't even say closest thing to that. Yeah. I would say more of a high B, but, uh, so no, no, like super famous people in it. But it definitely does not feel like you're watching TV actors. Like, no, no, they're all, they all feel like movies. And I I think generally you get that when you have actors who don't have that sense of like, uh, that sense of uh what's the word i'm looking for here of uh they're not like prima donnas right they're all people who don't have super illustrious careers so they feel like they have to deliver every week i feel like so they're gonna bring their a game every single time they can't coast off their name right if you put matt damon or ben affleck in this they're gonna be like i'm ben affleck i can do what i want and Mm -hmm. people are gonna love it so I, i do think that you have hungry performers in this show and it shows, and it's just really fun. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, you might not know what I'm talking about, but it's <laughs> it's a very uh, it's it's a topical show. So it's about if superheroes existed today, and uh, you know the world that we live in, like how would we deal with their shenanigans? And it's a it's I don't want to get too much more into it other than that, as far as the description, because I don't want to spoil anything. So mm-hmm. um, check it out if you haven't. But yeah, it's a fantastic show. Yeah, it touches on social constructs, political Absolutely. constructs, a little business bit of constructs. Yeah. It, it touches on any aspect of a superhero world that we could live in. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very it's very interesting. Uh I enjoyed when I first I watched it last year mm-hmm. with my buddy and we watched the first season together. First three episodes. Mm-hmm. So great. And the pacing kind of changes a lot and it lost me a little bit but it's still a great show okay uh and then obviously we've you and i have chatted about the second yeah, season yeah, a little yeah. bit and i definitely have some issues with it but i'm still watching it and it's it's a great show just yeah. overall so it's it's a fun one you know we have we we have a little bit of a differing opinion on it um just based on like some minute stuff but i i i had told you and i'm still sticking to it that i think it's probably the best thing on tv right now like i think it's the best show out currently that's going every week 
But you know, I think we were all hoping Lovecraft Country would be you know? something close to that, and it's just I just I haven't caught up with it, and I feel like that's saying something. Like I haven't. <laughs> you like, know, yeah. I feel like I, there's not there's not a ton of drive. I feel like I will eventually, but it's just not. It's not as grabby. It's not as. I don't know. Like something about it just isn't grabbing me. Like the boys. The most was. recent one was was pretty was pretty good. It yeah. was interesting, but that's pretty much what I said about every episode. Like they're just they're interesting. They're, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So the most interesting thing I've watched, um, I just rewatched No Country for Old Men. Oh, okay. Uh, which I had not watched since. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is that a podcast? You're, you're a part of that. Yeah, then, right? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, your, uh, it's your other podcast, the Movie Docs. Yeah, it's a yeah. movie review podcast. Latest in movie news, previews, and reviews. Oh, beautiful! Every week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just rewatched it, and oh. I haven't watched it since it came out in theaters, probably. Mm-hmm. And I remember liking it when it was in theaters, but I remember I think it was just like tone and. Um, in ambiance of the film mm-hmm. and setting that I enjoyed. Uh, Cause I definitely, I hadn't remembered any of the story. I didn't remember any of the dialogue. I didn't remember anything else. Okay. Uh, so, but a friend had posted basically the script of the dialogue of the ending scene recently on mm-hmm. Facebook. And I was like, Oh man, it's just so poetic. I know this is from something. And yeah. I kind of pictured no country for old man, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And then he posted the clip. He said, Oh yeah, you need to. Yeah. Uh, so I watched it, and I definitely enjoy reading that dialogue more mm. than watching it. But it's still, oh, okay. but it was still really good. Um, but yeah, so I rewatched it, and uh, I enjoyed it again. But I think I enjoyed it less this time. Oh, Not wow. because it's a bad movie. It's definitely a, a a really good movie. I just think, um, I, I'm just gonna admit, like I just didn't. By the time I got to the end of the movie, it mm. was like I knew it was meant to be more than just a ride, more than just a journey. Mm-hmm. Like, there were themes at play. I apparently just didn't catch on to the themes. My buddy had to tell me. He's like, like I told him, I was like, yeah, I don't really get this. And he said, well, it's all about fate. Like, you can't mm-hmm. escape your fate. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And then, it, of course, it all clicked for me. But for some reason, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't get that. And yeah. so I didn't quite grasp the movie, and I wasn't super as involved. And I still enjoyed the characters and the mm-hmm. setting. Um, but I think I just don't... Uh, didn't care for as much, but it's still cinematically a beautiful movie. Um, The way the scenes are set up and the way um, Javier Bardem portrays his character. Mm -hmm. Oh man. It's just, he is a brutal calculating. (laughs) Interesting character. All the characters are very intriguing. Yeah. Um, It's still a beautiful movie. So I rewatched that uh, a few months ago during quarantine and I, uh, I had almost the opposite reaction. Like I remember, Liking it, but then when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, why did I like that movie so much? And then I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's why. Um, because I just thought it was fantastic. It's Coen Brothers at their best. It might be my favorite Coen Brothers movie, to be honest. I think it's just super well-written. The Like you just said, the performance from Javier Bardem was enough to, you know, skyrocket it up there for me. Um, but then everything else just clicked so well. I remember watching it the first time and there's uh there's the the two main characters, you're you're sort of waiting for them to have their showdown. Mm-hmm. And then it happens off screen and I remember being sort of bummed about that when I watched it the first time. But then when I watched it this uh this most recent time I was like, man, like that just it just 
there's nothing that that they could have done that would have lived up to my expectations yeah. for that meetup. So I'm glad that I didn't see it, you know. Yeah. And like, it just it just partakes inside of the theme because exactly. like that scene didn't matter because it was gonna play out the same way yeah. no matter what because it's yeah. all about fate exactly. and you not being able to escape it. Yeah. So it was so. just I was like I'm glad that they didn't. So when I was you know younger and I watched that I was sort of disappointed, but this time it made more sense and. I I just yeah I, it's just a fantastic film but yeah that's great I think I'm starting to notice a pattern in my likes and dislikes reason <laughs> oh, this okay. is it's a recent thing I think it's just kind of changing now but I feel like I don't know if I don't want to call it an attention span thing even though it's very possible it is mm. but I feel like the more beautifully paced something is like something a no control band sure. like it's it's a beautiful movie and yeah. I I should like it because I normally do like stuff like that. But and, but for some reason I think I just I need for some reason I need more action maybe or more okay. or just faster pacing or something which I don't know I'm going to, have to dive into that yeah. some more because yeah. that's been driving me insane that there's these movies <laughs> that I know I like but for some reason I'm not into. Fair enough. And it's been kind of driving me crazy a yeah. little bit. <laughs> like the boys, I should love that, but <laughs> I'm having issues with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like yeah, I definitely. Uh, uh, the boys and No Country for Old Men are both things that have deliberate pacing it's not necessarily fast paced but it's very mm-hmm. deliberate paced like they know what they want to do and how they want to do it you kind of just have to hang in there and let the storytellers tell yeah. their story um and uh and and just trust that they will you know deliver and i do for those two things at least um cool we're gonna move to the uh the audio part of this segment i heard bryce what's the best thing you heard this week um, best thing I heard, I heard a lot. <laughs> uh, generally, I talk music, and I was about to actually just now until oh. I remembered that. Uh, on now, I know this is combination of visual and heard, but it's okay. more audio than it is <laughs> <laughs> the visual. Uh, there's this channel on YouTube called uh, Like Stories of Old, okay, and this guy who. Um, has a master's in sociology and some other stuff and he minored in philosophy has a passion for film and everything and he loves kind of breaking films down about uh, talking about specific things like the theme or he'll talk about the characters or he'll he just focuses on one thing Mm -hmm. one philosophy one aspect and just kind of breaks it down and talks about how certain things connect to other things Hmm. what it means on a micro scale what it means on a macro scale and he's just very interesting and methodical about how he talks about things gotcha and then he kind of he'll put his own um himself into it and use himself as an example about like how he's thought about his life and like how it fits into certain ways he's thought about things Mm -hmm. uh it's just all very interesting and so he just most of his videos are eight to 20 minutes long but this most recent project was an hour long Mm. and it was called redefining the anti-war film and it was like yeah it talked a lot about pro-war and anti-war films but it wasn't about declaring something anti-war or pro-war. It wasn't about him talking about being anti-war or pro-war. He mm. was talking about the philosophies. I uh, talked a lot about the philosophy of um, a hero culture, a hero system, and how we, um, how hero cultures can, uh, can glorify certain things, even beyond wars, glorify things by turning someone into a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a hero because of this or that, even though maybe they're not really a hero, but we've, made it so so that we keep turning out people for what we want to turn them out for okay um and he just goes into a lot of those different minor um 
little philosophies inside of all of this, and it's it's a really beautiful hour long thing. He quotes. He has a bunch of um, citations. He's like he read so many books and he watched or he rewatched a lot of things and he has citations for everything. So he has like a list, I think of like 30 movies and like maybe 10 or 15 philosophy books wow. by a few different philosophers. And, uh, it was just, it's a really great watch or li- Well, it's a great listen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just happened to watch it, but you, I think you can download it and just listen to it as a podcast or download it okay. to listen to in the background. Okay. Um, he just adds vis- the visuals are just scenes sure. from movies. So it's so. more, it's more about what you're hearing rather than exactly. what's being shown. Fair enough. Yep. Um, yeah, I've, you uh, mentioned this before we started recording, and it definitely sounded interesting. I just, the only, and, and, and this has, this might seem super like surface level based off of your description. Well, it's also it. the way I'm <laughs> describing it. I think it's funky, but I yeah. think I know where you're going with this. Um, just, no, just the fact, like, I've had an issue with like super long YouTube videos in the, in, in general, uh, Jen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> RIP, no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Jen is someone who is always constantly sharing uh, super long YouTube videos with Bryce and I, and it's uh, and I consider super long to be like 16, 17, yeah. 18 minute videos. And this I'm guy knows like, oh. that. That's why most of his videos are they're actually most of them are on the ten minute average okay. range, and yeah. they're usually eight to ten minutes. This one, the reason I enjoyed it so much in light was because it is a longer one, and mm-hmm. it is something like he breaks it off into chapters. Though he okay. has he has it in segments of like seven to ten minutes like a normal videos and then you can click to like start you can basically listen to each chapter of that mm-hmm. of that episode um and get a different philosophy from each spot but it's all fitting into the same theme gotcha. so he does break it down like that but okay uh but yeah no, I'm, I'm with you that hour long it's not something i normally throw on <laughs> yeah, it would take it would take a lot for me to without your you know recommendation i would it would take a lot for me to click yeah. play and you an can easily start with like one of his other videos i think yeah. the reason i found him was because uh we had started our writing group mm-hmm. and he had a couple of videos about about that just about like um following uh I think he, he might have had a video about a magic system mm. or uh, in like a certain fantasy world. Or oh, fantasy versus reality. Okay. And writing characters or things like that. I think he talked about themes along those lines. And that's how I got started on it, that whole train ride with him. Gotcha. So. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I'll probably have to do it in pieces. And it's weird, too, because I, li- I, got, I listen to podcasts daily, like several yeah. podcasts. And this guy is like, it's, a, it's all <laughs> yeah. philosophies, and he themes things really yeah. well. So hopefully after you listen to one video, you'll kind of get why I, I'm into him, and hopefully you'll you'll dive into a couple of his things. Yeah, well, I hope so. Something that just been about long YouTube videos, and it's just probably a <laughs> mental thing that's a mental block for me that I need to overcome. Doesn't have that Jen since his commentaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We love there, you, Jen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but cool. Definitely we'll look into that. Uh, last part of this is our red uh, category. Wait, here. did you mention what you listened to? Oh, no. Yeah, shit. No, I man. I'm skipping oh, you. You're trying to even have anything. I do. I do, actually. Um, so uh, I, I listened to a new album by one of uh, a rapper that I really enjoy, um, Big Sean. His new album, Detroit 2, came out. Um, that's the name of the album, Detroit 2. Um, and, uh, I really enjoyed it. It took me, uh, he, he was on a break for a while. He's someone, uh, that I've enjoyed in the past and, uh, he's from the city of Detroit, which, which is where I'm from. So I always have love for, you know, uh, local artists who grew up in the same city that I did. So, um, yeah, and it's just a really solid rap album. Like I, I'm someone who believes that music should evolve and grow. That's sort of the reason why Kanye West has been a favorite of mine for so long is because, 
he is someone who experiments with music and you know his first album sounds drastically different from his most recent album um and i I think that's the way music should be i feel like if you if you are if you sound the exact same as you did 20 years ago then probably not someone that i'm going to want to listen to um but big sean is someone who is a a true rapper so he's a true hip-hop artist so uh, I like I like a lot of the experimental stuff that Kanye West does, but sometimes you know you just need uh, some hip hop. Sometimes you just need some you know very grimy, grungy type of, of of music. And and I think I I've gotten so inundated with the artsy stuff recently that this was a nice break from that. It was just it's a pure rap album. Um, it's very good. Uh, he has uh, several different features on the album that I enjoy. He features a lot of Detroit artists, which is also a plus for me. Um, he is someone who is very proud to be from the city. And I think that's something that I, that's always been a draw for me. And I think that's something that people from Detroit appreciate in general is that, you know, people who are not from the city see it as like this shithole in this place that's not great. And it's just this crumbling city. And it's like, you know... Babylon and it's crazy but um I feel like people from the city are always proud to be from the city like it's always it's a it, you anybody who's from Detroit is going to let you know that they're from Detroit and they feel very proud about that so um he definitely that definitely comes through in his music and it comes through on this album and it's uh, a very well put together album musically and lyrically so yeah if you guys are into rap like real rap like real hip hop and not you know artsy type stuff I would definitely check it out if if you're not into like that straight up hip hop, then I probably wouldn't recommend it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a solid album, and I'm glad I listened to it. And it's uh, a few songs from it have made it onto my uh, my favorites list. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's not normally someone I'd listen to, but yeah. I think uh, with that recommendation, I'm gonna have to at least dive into it a little bit. Yeah, give it a try. Give it a try. I don't expect you know people to love it as much as I did, but I think I think you could at least like it. You could at least like it. Cool. All right. Now we can move into the last section, <laughs> which is the red section. Um, so I uh, I haven't really started anything new this week. Uh, I did after the trailer for Dune dropped. I did pick it back up. I'm uh, a couple more chapters in. Than oh, I you was did before. start it up again. Okay. Yeah, because I like. Uh, Maybe what, you're caught up to me now. Uh, I got it. Because uh, I, <laughs> I haven't read any more at all. Yeah, I just restarted. Um, so. Um, I, I, uh, I definitely, it's, I'm still having the same issues that I did the first go around, but I think I'm more committed now because I feel like I'm under a little bit of a time crunch to get it read before the movie drops, which is, which was my original goal. And I still hope that I can meet it. Um, it's a dense book. It's got a lot of content and it's very long. So, um, I, I'm just excited to get through it and, uh, enjoy the film because I'm super excited about the movie and I'm, I'm holding out hope. And I think we—I don't know if we talked about it last week or if, we, if maybe that was on my other podcast. I think it was on the other one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we talked about like maybe it's something like Lord of the Rings that will be better in film form than it is in book form. And I know that's blasphemy. Better for as far you. as the general more public, more, more accessible. accessible. That's we what we're trying there to we say. Go. Yeah, um, in visual form than it is in book form. Um, but I—it is important for me to get. Uh, familiar with the world at yeah. least so i do want to read the book to just have that base knowledge um so i'm going to commit to it i'm going to get through it i'm setting that goal for myself and i i will do it so yeah after watching that trailer i was i was hyped up yeah and i didn't because i had again i had started the book too some months ago when mm-hmm. you started it 
And I was like, I mean, this is decent. Like, it's interesting, but I don't, I'm not understanding the Colts' love yeah. of this. And I'm not understanding. But then watching that trailer, I was like, oh, mm. cinematically, this is going to be a gorgeous absolutely, movie. Absolutely. This is going to be absolutely astounding yeah. to watch it cinematically. And I'm, oh, I'm so excited for that. So, fingers kind of crossed that it doesn't get pushback due to Wonder Woman. Oh, but. man. We'll see. Don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> I love my Wonder Woman, but give me Dune first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about this on my other podcast, too, but just a quick note. So the Wonder Woman has officially moved back to Christmas. Dune was supposed to come out December 23rd. They're both Warner Brothers properties. So people are like, they're not going to you know, compete with themselves for the Christmas box office. But just do it. Compete with people yourself. People have said that the demographics for both films are on opposite sides of the spectrum. Like, you know, the, the crowd that's going to go see Dune isn't the crowd that's going to go see Wonder Woman. And if they are, they're going to go see both, you know, so. I agree with yeah. that. So Stick we'll to see. it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, what did you, what did you read um, this week? What have I been reading? I have not been reading enough. Uh, that's definitely a problem. Yes, I have been yes, reading. Yes. You know what I've been reading? It's going to be a very technical talk. Uh-oh. I have been on a huge um, kick in educational YouTube and researching Reddit forums and articles. And it's all been about uh, solar power... Um, to solar power battery banks Would and like just turn your mic down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reading a ton of articles that like learning the best batteries to hold that power and how much capacity you need to store to last overnight or even for a week if you're off grid or um, learning how batteries charge in a vehicle. And I've been learning about vehicle components too, just okay. off of just since I'm trying to convert the van, like that's just by proxy. I've been learning that stuff learning how to read um, electronic schematics, which luckily I took like a year of courses in high school and I retained a lot of, okay. like I'm familiar okay. with it enough to be able to just kind of start picking it up a Pick little up bit. on the basics, yeah. Um, learning about voltage and AMS, just learning about, so that for me, for me it's interesting. And I've been reading <laughs> a lot of technical stuff yeah. alongside of watching it. So that's pretty much been my last week to be honest last five days straight has been almost nothing but watching youtube educational videos on electricity and solar power uh and reading about it so it's Hmm. been an intense last five days i feel like it's been like a month like that's how much i've gone into the rabbit hole wow like i've if a busy week yeah even my (laughs) friends like i realized that after a while that i hadn't i like i live with my friends and usually like We'll have like moments during the day where we talk and catch up to sure. like take a break from everything we're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, eight hours in, I'm still had my headphones in, like listening to something or, or trying to block out all the noise from uh, from the five year old doing school and stuff, sure. and just watching the videos like and reading articles. So man, yeah, hey, that sounds like a productive week for you, very man. Productive, very <laughs> intense, <laughs> lots of information, and you know what's great about all of it. I feel like I'm retaining a lot of it, which is cool because I didn't know my brain still worked like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was worried about my brain, and I don't have to worry about it. Um, Speaking of things that started back up this week, uh, the NFL came back. uh, Football, for all of you football fans out there, I'm a big football fan. Always been a big part of my life. Um, It started up this weekend. Uh, We had our first official football NFL Sunday. Um, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. I was just talking about the city of Detroit. 
And the Detroit Lions are probably one of the worst teams in the league, um, but I am still a diehard fan. I've been a diehard fan all my life. They haven't been good since, I think, the mid-50s. Um, so <laughs> it's uh, it's been a long road to recovery, but we are, you know, once you, once you hit rock bottom, the only place you can go is up. Or you can stay at rock bottom, which is where we've been for the last couple decades. Um, but, you know, I'm a fan, and it's nice, and I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about it. Um, and I'm a big fan of football in general. I love the game. Um, so yeah, if you guys are football fans, I'd love to hear which, which teams you support. It's a, it's a fun time. It's a fun experience. Um, Bryce, you are not necessarily a fan of, of watching football. We've kind of had a conversation off, off mic, but you are someone who is very into physical fitness. You're very Mm. into, you know, physical activity. And that's probably the most important part of the game of football and sports in general, but you're just not a huge fan of watching sports? No, I just it just feels like a waste of my time. <laughs> That's interesting. It's just not entertaining to me. And it's um and normally at this point I'd go on a rant about how pointless it is to and use the like the whole line of like watching someone put a ball through a hoop, blah blah sure. blah. Like that's usually my stance, but I recently just watched a video from the Vlog Brothers, uh, Hank and uh, wow, I'm stressing on his yeah, and John Green, mm-hmm. and um, I forget which one, but one of them, I think it was Hank, and he put out a video talking about this exact thing. I think mm-hmm. it was like a week ago or two weeks ago. Okay, and um, I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but he put it into words that made it make more sense to me because they because okay. they like watching sports, but sure. they he also talked about how they understand why people don't or why people might not sure but he was talking about how people like because he used the line they're just putting a ball from one end to the other mm-hmm. but he said it's about um just coming together to root for something and it's about together part of it was about togetherness there was more to it but the big part was about that mm-hmm. and it's just a community thing and i think i just never i didn't grow up like I've, I have a big family and like the, as far as that goes, like yeah. togetherness, but I've never been part of like communities. Okay. I've never been part of um, bigger scale things or uh, besides like work where like I'm, I always try and like get to know everyone. And I'm part of the work community. With the race company that you work for, uh, it's, it's, it's very, it's a physical thing. And you were a part of that community before you started working for that community, right? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting though. So I was, a part of the community, and I would, uh, I would even like, I would meet strangers and like stay over at their house to like race the next day, and we'd all just group up and just hang out. And I was kind of a part of, it, but I never f- like internally, I never felt a part of it. Like I was never an actual. Like I would join up with these people, and like physically, I'd be there. And this goes into like intrinsic and like different weird so you just shit. did that virtual race that we talked about a few episodes or a few episodes like months yeah i needed that to help you know to help some people yeah out but that you were excited about it you were trying to pump her up to get through this thing that was like a physical challenge for her to get through and that you yeah, know I guess so. the same thing yeah but i was participating i was doing something so i was actually doing it okay like why would i my whole thing has always been why would I watch a sport? Why not why not spend that time being active or doing something else or 
doing it. I just know. I I mean, I guess it's up when you watch other things that you don't do, right? I mean, if you watch a cooking show, it's like, why? I, I don't watch, watch cooking shows. Okay, you watch shows about anything. Anything you watch shows about. Like, any, you're not out there, you know, fighting crime when you watch a superhero show. So, That's like, not an educational <laughs> show, though. If I'm watching, if it's something... I don't think I think I don't think if football it's something is there to, to be do, educational. But there's skill sets into it. Right? But it's entertaining, right? But there's skills. But it's not entertaining for me. I get that, but I'm, <laughs> the, whole, the whole logic of why would I watch someone do it when I could be doing it myself? Like you know, you don't own, like. I don't know. I feel like every movie that you watch, you could potentially do what they're doing on screen, but you don't. You don't. Why? Why is? Why doesn't it fit there either? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't have a good answer for oh, you. I okay. just I didn't grow up with sports, and I just don't care about them. Fair enough. I just yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like there's uh, a couple things I've gotten into as I've gotten older because I'm an old man now. You know, thirty mm-hmm. going on eighty one. And uh, one thing I consistently love watching is I love watching um, like powerlifting stuff uh, or the CrossFit competitions. I don't do CrossFit, but mm-hmm. I love watching the human body do that crazy stuff. Um, I love watching whenever soccer's on, I actually, I didn't know I enjoyed watching soccer, but when soccer's on for some reason, I enjoy that. And I don't know Mm. if that was just because that was a favorite childhood sport of mine. Maybe. And maybe that just some part of that stuck with me. Um, but I don't go out of my way to watch it, but if it's on, I actually enjoy it. Um, what else? There's something else I enjoy watching too. Those are kind of like, but the CrossFit's the one, like I'll keep all, not keep up with, but like if there's a video being recommended to me or if there's a competition, mm. generally I'll spend a week of the year like watching the competition play out. Okay. Um, mm. But it's also not something I set into my routine. Usually sure. it's an archive set of videos I go back and watch. Uh, okay. I do love watching those uh, fitness documentaries. Um, hmm. So, but like watching the sports for some reason, it just doesn't doesn't entice me i I think it's just because there's a lot of it might just be because there's a lot of dead time there's lots of commercial time there's Mm -hmm. tons of timeouts there's tons of like a game that could be played in like an hour takes seven hours of my day and just because of all the stops and breaks and all this other stuff and i don't know that's as far as I can yeah. go with that you know, process. It's, I just, <laughs> it's just one of those things that I, you know, we, there are several things that I, I and this is going to sound weird, but that I don't understand about like, yeah. how your brain works. Um, I, but, I, and I would think I'm crazy, <laughs> but my siblings aren't. Yeah. And I mean, we sports, agree, yeah, sports is not forever. Like, like I, I'm not trying to make the argument yeah. that everyone should watch sports, but I just see you as someone who appreciates like physicality and physical, you know, fitness. And like a lot of these athletes, they do crazy things. And I know you said fo- uh, basketball and football, you know, you're just moving one, you're moving the ball. Yeah. And I definitely don't believe in that whole, like, I definitely believe there's, a, there are tons of skill into it. And there's tons yeah, of, like, yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah. am not trying to de- be dismissive. degrade it yeah, yeah, or yeah. be dismissive of it yeah. at all. So that, so that part of me where I'm like, man, like all of, this the work that goes into what they do is something that i appreciate and i'm not even into physical fitness all that much so it's like i i see that and i'm like they put they they work hard they go through all this stuff and they can do things that i could never even dream of doing and i enjoy for me i enjoy watching them do these these crazy superhuman type things um and i just i've always been the i've always been like i want to root for a team like i feel like i'm a part of this community and i feel like i can you know will them to victory if, if i watch hard enough you know from if i'm passionate enough and i've always had that drive but for me the bigger part of it is the the appreciation of what they've done and watching their journeys and watching these these men you know and women you know do these things that they've worked their entire life 
lives to do and they made it to the professional level and now they're the best of the best at it and that's only attributed to the level of work that they put in and i've always just been someone who has been appreciative of hard work in any you know scenario so that's really my drive for watching it and i know that you feel the same way when it comes to working hard and seeing the results of your work you know pay off so yeah this is that's just one of the things i was like yeah i definitely don't write off any of that stuff when it comes to like not enjoying it it it's all just about and just not if it's just yeah if it's not if it doesn't entertain i definitely appreciate all that stuff Yeah, yeah for sure for sure like it's amazing what yeah. they can do the fact that they can like endure for those like several hours of yeah. those breaks and stuff and still sprint like the 20 yards they need to sprint or still have the the mindset and the focus yeah. to be able to do that like that that's honestly the stuff does blow my mind it's yeah. just watching it play out is not exciting for me fair enough <laughs> <laughs> that that i can live with <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we are going to take another break. But on the other side of it, we have another new segment coming up. Uh, it's called Take It or Leave It. We'll talk about what that means after the break. Um, we're also, we've also got Brewer's Choice coming up. So uh, stick around for all that fun stuff. We'll be back in uh, just a few seconds. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, we have yet another new segment for you guys. So... We're calling this one Take It or Leave It, and uh, the way it works is that I'm going to present a list of things, and uh, we're going to either say we're going to take it or we're going to leave it. So we're doing Pandemic Edition today. So obviously there have been tons of things that have become more popular since the pandemic started, Um, and some of those things I think are going to carry over into a post-pandemic world, and some of those things will just leave in, uh, in COVID. So uh, I have a little list here that I'm going to pull up and we're just going to go through the list and say if we would keep it or take it or leave it and uh, give a little bit of an explanation as to why. So let's see if I can find my notes. There they are. All right. So first one, Bryce. Masks. So let me explain that a little bit more. So masks obviously are required now most places when you go out in public. So I definitely don't expect people to wear them, you know, when (laughs) when you're just hanging out or Mm -hmm. doing things. But are you going to take any kind of mask wearing outside of COVID-19? I think I'm going to leave it. Okay. But it's the statement feels more real because I feel... And whenever I think about post-COVID and sure. I think of the mask, and whenever I'm wearing a mask, I actually really enjoy the concept of uh, a society where at least sick – I think when I'm sick, I think mm-hmm. I'll leave it, but not completely. I think oh. when I'm sick or something or if, like, I have a little cold or something that's not major or it's not going to, like – so, thing. I so think pack them away in a closet, not in the attic. Pack them away in a closet, not the attic. <laughs> okay. I like that. <laughs> yeah, pack, there we go. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I, I definitely... I think it's something we should do more. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing how useful they are, mm-hmm. I feel like it's something that I'll definitely... I'll, I, I won't take, you know... In the sense of I'm not wearing them as often as I do during the pandemic. But I think, you know, hey, if I'm going somewhere and, like, you know... On an airplane, for example, I was never a, p- a person that wore masks on airplanes, mm-hmm. but I feel like now that's something that I will do just because I've been made aware of how fast these the germs spread and how uh, when you're locked in a cabin with, you know, 100 other people and you're, all the air is just recycled, it's probably a good idea to wear, wear a mask. So I think I will use it uh, more than I did in the past, but definitely not as much as I'm using them now. So a little bit of both, I feel like. Um Next up, we have video calls. So obviously, this existed p- 
pre-COVID, you know, FaceTime was a, a huge thing, but they have become almost necessary in a, in a post-COVID society. So um, if we are talking truly post-COVID, are video chats slash calls something that you're going to take with you into, the, into your everyday life? Uh, there's something I didn't really do every day before. They're not something I do every day now. Okay. So it's not something I'll do every day in the future. There's something that if someone calls me on a video chat, sure, <laughs> I love it and it's fun, but it's not something I just do. So. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think I had ever done a video call before COVID. Um, but I have to say, like we we did them initially uh, between you, Jen, and I, yeah. when we were first starting out with this. Um, and then we do it still currently for our writing group, uh, which we haven't done in a while, but we, it, it is how it we is a, It is a cool way to... Yeah, so connect. I think I think that it's something that I will... T- from, from me never doing it pre-COVID, I think it is something that I will be way more open to going into a, a post-COVID world. So if it's something like... Hey, I don't want to. I can't physically be there. I'm. I'm going to be way more open to. Okay, then just jump on a video call mm-hmm. and we'll do it. That, we'll do it that way. So, I, I think that's something I will take. I will take with me after the pandemic is over, if it's ever over. All right. Uh, another one that is that was not you know created for COVID purposes, but has become hyper popular since COVID. Uh, hand sanitizer. Everyone has it. Everyone wants it. Um, take it or leave it. Probably take it. Yeah. I have a keychain one that okay. I just refill, and I I use it quite a bit more than I thought I would. Well, one because I should, yeah. And <laughs> so now it's more on my mind, and now I I enjoy having it with me. I actually don't like when I don't have it, and that's okay. not just like a rule following thing. It's I generally enjoy the thought of like using it once I'm done in the store or once yeah, yeah exactly uh, I'm done doing something, and it's just. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to take that. That's definitely yeah. something that I added to my routine, and yeah. I like that I added it. No, yeah, I'm exactly the same way. I uh, definitely, I was someone who wasn't opposed. I wasn't like anti hand sanitizer yeah. or anything, but I wasn't someone who like I didn't carry it with me. I would use it if it was available, but I think yeah, going forward, I will actively seek it out. Like I will always try to have some on me. Always try to use it you know like you said after going shopping or after interacting with people who i don't really know and anytime i can use it i think i will use it just because again we don't want uh, to repeat what we just had to go through and i think you know the personal hygiene part of it is definitely something that it seems crazy that that was such a hurdle that we had to overcome like <laughs> telling people to wash their hands was such a big deal i know um <laughs> man but... it's like so we have the five-year-old at the house and it's literally like pulling his teeth out to yeah. try and get him to wash his hands yeah. like he fights it he fights it to the point where he's in so much trouble by the time we get him to wash his hands yeah that it and that's how it feels like with with adults. all the adults <laughs> and all of the people of society exactly. and it yeah. blows my mind that yeah. it feels like talking to a five-year-old with society i totally agree so <laughs> um, hand sanitizer is something i think everyone should take with you into a post-covid world so hopefully that does become the new norm all right, got a couple more. Uh, bulk shopping, obviously, again, it existed before COVID, but it's sort of been amped up to 11 since the whole pandemic started. Um, are you going to take that with you or leave it behind? Like the online shopping or the, like the delivery ordering or like just, the pickup at the curb? Well, that's a good point, too. Or I guess uh, just, just shopping so you don't – like doing more shopping so that you don't have to do it as frequently. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah, so. Um. Stocking up on toilet paper, for example. 
for mm. a six year supply I like some people did. I think that I haven't really been affected too much by the bulk shopping side because okay. I'd stay with my friends and they pretty much purchase everything and then I pitch in in other ways. Okay. So I think I personally haven't been affected by that. Okay. Um. So I don't know if I have like an actual answer for that because I wasn't affected by it. But so. I like your point you brought up though. What about the online shopping more? Yeah. So the for the online yeah. and delivery side of it, um, I will probably leave behind. There's okay. just so okay. much. It costs like an extra ten to fifteen dollars to have it delivered. Not mm. because of their fees per se. I mean, there mm-hmm. is like some fees. I think it's like five to ten dollars in fees maybe. Mm-hmm. But there's also the tip, and I'm going mm-hmm. to leave a tip because Absolutely. these people are going out of the way during COVID yeah. to deliver. One, they're taking time to deliver it. Yeah. And I don't know if they're being paid well enough to do the delivery. Yeah. Just whether COVID season or not. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're actually putting themselves at risk to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's like another $15 on top of what I spent on groceries hmm. to, yeah. to get the groceries. And I was like, I don't need to be spending that. I'm just going to go to the store and yeah, I don't have to leave my house, but what am I going to do? I'm going to watch an episode of a show. Like <laughs> I'm not that desperate to watch <laughs> these shows. I'm already going to watch anyway. Like yeah. let's get out of the house. Let's do something. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't, uh, Definitely going to leave that behind. Gotcha. Yeah, no, as far as the bulk shopping goes, for me, I uh, I, I mean, I think I'll, I'll continue to do it with certain things. I do like the convenience of not having to shop for the 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 essentials yeah. as frequently, you know. And that is something that we kind of did already. Uh, my girlfriend has a Costco subscription, so it's like one of those um, one of those things that you that you, that I think I'll continue to do, but I, I kind of did it before, so I don't think I'll. I don't think it's going to be that much different, but I think I'll continue to do it. Um, as far as the online delivery type stuff, I, I don't know. Like I'm a big Amazon user, so I was doing that pre-COVID anyway. So I probably will. Like I do again with the. Essentials, so that's like, different than like groceries, though. So like when true. I when I was talking about the online stuff, that was specifically groceries. Okay. So like if we're talking about just shopping for pro- yeah. like just things. But I, I'll yeah, even because I definitely use that for a lot of stuff. Yeah, like I'll do when I buy like uh, soap or deodorant or things like that. I'll buy that off Amazon and just yeah. buy. Yeah, like, I consider all that part of groceries. Yeah, I so guess, I'll so. do that, and I've I've always done that, and I think I'll continue to do that. But yeah, I've probably not. I haven't. We haven't really explored the whole uh, grocery delivery slash curbside pickup type thing. Um, because we have generally been buying in bulk, so we go to the to the store fewer times so we kind of that kind of combats the need for that um but yeah probably uh I'll, I'll continue to do what i was doing i won't amp it up or or dial it back let's leave it at that and last but certainly not least i think covid has definitely forced people to be more informed about what's going on in you know local locally and on a nationwide scale maybe even globally um, so staying informed, is that something you're going to take with you or something that you're going to be like, you know what, I don't really need to pay attention to the news as much? Because um, we were like monitoring numbers there for a few <laughs> for a few weeks. Yeah, like we every were. day. <laughs> like, how many new cases were today? Um, I, for me, and I know this isn't really how it's supposed to be, but okay. for me, when I stay informed, it's based off of how focused on it my friends are or people okay. that are important to me are. And that's usually determines how focused I'm going to be on something or how much I'm going to keep up with it. Gotcha. Um, 
So I guess my answer just depends on that. I'll say I'll okay. probably take it. I'll probably keep up with it as okay. much as my friends do. So I'm not going to say leave it. I don't want that to be something I leave behind. Yeah. I, like as different as it was to keeping myself as soup as like for me, hyper informed because mm-hmm. uh, that relative to how I was before, like it is hyper informed mm-hmm. uh, and it was pretty intense to like make that my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I also understood how important it was and like in the like a past versions of me I probably would have been like overwhelmed and emotionally just over it and I probably wouldn't have been able to like handle it emotionally in my day to day but I think I'm at a point where I uh, I understand its importance more now mm-hmm. and it's something I I can handle it now gotcha. so fair enough um yeah I've definitely I was always uh I always tried to stay as informed as possible you know pre pre-covid but i feel like during the pandemic i definitely was hyper aware of everything that was going on i was constantly checking you know news outlets for new information constantly i was i was way more into local news than i've ever been just because obviously you're gonna want to uh keep an eye on how the pandemic is affecting where you live you know because that if that affects you directly so um i think it's something that i will take with me i've i've maybe not as intensely but i I do want to be more informed in that than I was pre-pandemic. So, um, like during the during the pandemic, I've started listening to a couple of news podcasts every morning. Like that's how I start my day. Like when I'm getting ready for work in the morning, when I'm in the shower, I'll listen to the podcast, uh, and it just just to get the just to get the headlines, just to get the highlights that and that and that that helped me feel like I was informed for the rest of the day. Um, and just doing that on a daily basis, it definitely helped me get through um, knowing that I had the information that I needed. And especially as, as people who are we're millennials, right? So we're on social media all the time and there's a lot of misinformation on social media. So having that knowledge helped me not freak out when I saw someone post something that was incorrect. You know, I was like, I know that's bullshit because I know the real story because I already heard it. So I don't need to, it, it kind of gave me that peace of mind to be like. Okay, it's this is protecting me from the the fake news and misinformation out there. Um, so I think that's something that I wanna. I, I would like that peace of mind to stay. So I'm going to try to stay informed after this whole mess is over. Um, that's kind of a different conversation in itself mm-hmm. for for myself anyway, because I I guess I could use the phrase I avoid those news podcasts and news things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, not to not taking information sure but because i think i've at this point i've become so hyper skeptical okay about all news in mm-hmm. general and i have such a bad feeling towards all of it and just i've okay. heard ever since i was a kid just heard like garbage about news and like sure. we almost never had news on that i that i can recall okay um, at my household that i just don't believe in any of it. i just think it's everything out there's false information oh, which wow. is okay <laughs> Saying it out loud sounds paranoid as shit, which I never thought about that. And I still don't consider myself a paranoid person, but definitely an avoidant person now that I'm saying this out loud. Um, And so I think I just have never given it. Because right now, I mean, you you said that um, I know the real story now. And when you said that, I was like, well, if I listen to these podcasts, I I still won't feel like I heard the, Hmm. the real story. I'll just feel like I heard a headline. But I don't know anything about it. Even if they went on a whole anecdote or described what someone said, I still can't believe any of it. Like I'll, ne- mm. I think I'll hear information, but won't be able to believe any of it. Okay. And I 
that's so interesting. that's just kind of my view yeah. on all that, which is, I'm not saying it's a good or bad view or anything. I honestly don't know my personal perspective on it just because I've, it is an avoidant thing and I need to, I should dive into that because information yeah. is good. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, which is crazy because I was just thinking like in movies, the people who are listening to the news cast sure. or, or um, gathering information like that, I've mm-hmm. always saw, I was like, oh, that's so smart. But in my personal life, I avoid mm. that shit because I don't want to hear. I don't want my life huh. to be based off of that. Hmm. I don't want to wake up in the morning and listen to this information. I'd rather oh, gather it as my friends talk <laughs> about it, and then what's important to other people. Or as but you're not be- worried about it getting like you're not worried about it getting secondhand information at that point. Like if you're just listening. It's to all what to your me. It's all secondhand. Well, I guess to me, that's it's, it's all secondhand. It would be like a third hand or a fourth or fifth. Like if they're getting their information, I still from consider some the source. news source second, third, fourth, fifth. I consider it okay. Well, there's just another to gathering it from my friends. <laughs> but I feel like I tr- I would trust someone who has a journalism degree over my friend who maybe heard something in his but you see i have that whole thing where like journalists you know everyone just considers them like fake news or they're being paid to say a specific story and so they're gonna spin it a certain way oh yeah it sounds like you have a very cynical view of (laughs) of news in general so i guess that's something that you have to either overcome or not overcome but um yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I would much rather. I feel like if I'm getting it from, and I, I'm, I try to be conscious of the sources that I'm using. Like, I, I really only listen to NPR, um, and NPR is obviously nonprofit, so they're, I, I trust them that they're delivering the facts to me in a way that is unbiased as possible. I think any news source anywhere is going to slant one way or the other. Yeah. Like, it's going to slant right or slant left. But the podcast that I'm that, that I listen to in the morning is called Up First and it's NPR, and it's it's so it's a 15 minute podcast, and I feel like that's such a short window of time that they really don't have the opportunity to be super biased because they're delivering like that's all of this news, and it's like they really only hit you with the headline and the facts of the news story. They don't really have a lot of commentary in their news, and that's another thing that we talked about uh, when we were talking about. Um, uh, when we had mentioned Jen earlier about you know about the commentary videos that she shares with us, and I feel like that to me is like filtered. That's someone who yeah. read a news story and they're giving their take on that news story, and they're delivering that to you in a way that's obviously biased. Yeah, and in I don't consider that other. as the story either. Yeah, exactly. So that is just straight up isn't the story. That's to yeah, me. it's commentary. So when yeah. I when I'm looking at news, I try to get it directly from the people who are reporting it based on and they're reporting it based on the facts that they have it's not interpreted anyway it's just here's what happened and this is what happened it's not like this is not my interpretation of what happened no this is what happened um so that's how i try to consume news i try to consume it i've even i used to be a cnn guy like i used to only watch cnn but i've even strayed away from them recently because i don't think they're as bad as let's say a fox news in in terms of being biased but i do feel like there is clear bias um so yeah npr is is from all the research that i've done it's been uh a lot of people say that it is one of it's it's still left-leaning but it's not as yeah, left-leaning like you as said like, like anything yeah. being told yeah. by a human voice is exactly. biased towards how that person's that's just that's just life that's yeah. human life and yeah. obviously i've taken a very extremist approach on that <laughs> and didn't realize that until i said it out loud yeah uh what i do want to say then right now is between now and the next episode, mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to listen to it every morning. Yeah. From this episode to the next episode, that specific one you just mentioned. Up first, NPR and, is like uh, fourteen to sixteen minutes. Yeah. And uh, I'll add that to my 
routine every yeah. day and uh, and see where that takes me. I think it's yeah. think it's something I've always thought that it's some I need to be more informed of things and usually I've just stuck with my friends telling me things or mm-hmm. our our group chats. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it's probably time I start doing something else. So I'll add that and see see where it takes me. Yeah, but I mean I I don't necessarily think that. Like, I think the way you just described it a few minutes ago is like a very extremist way to look at it. But I don't think you're necessarily wrong in your skepticism of news and and wrong in the... I think I'm wrong in my avoidance. I think I'm wrong yeah. in my okay. Okay. letting it turn me into someone who's avoiding everything now. Okay. And only waiting for it to be brought to my attention when it's, re- it's past relevant. Like, it's relevant, yeah. but it's too late to... Yeah. do anything to think about it or to have thoughts about it gotcha so because yeah I've, I've i'm someone who definitely like i said I'm, I'm on social media i'm trying to to change that as much as possible but i am on it and i do see a lot of this stuff and a lot of the stuff i see is very wrong <laughs> like it's just again someone made a meme or someone mm-hmm. made an infographic and threw it up and a million people shared it. And, and the that, memes are hilarious, becomes, but the problem is people <laughs> yeah. don't look at them as pure comedy. Exactly. People look at them as news. Yeah. So and, and, and I then, see the pure comedy. And I love yeah. the comedy. But <laughs> yeah, people, a, a lot of people do take those specifically like those graphics that people, because it looks, it's nicely, it's well done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they throw a bunch of stats on there, but then it's like, where, where is your source for this information? Yep. And a lot of people would just share. They blindly share. And that's one of my biggest issues mm-hmm. with uh, millennials and Gen Z. I don't want to sound like a boomer here, but I feel like you have to do your research. You have to do your own research. You have to confirm it for yourself. Like, always check the source on things that you're sharing. And just just look into it a little bit. Just do a quick Google search to see if this is valid at all before you click share and someone else sees it and then they send it off to 10 other people and that person sends it off to 10 other people. It's it's because it's dangerous. Like the spread of mm-hmm. misinformation is a dangerous thing. And I feel like it could definitely lead us somewhere that we don't need to. Go. Man, those copy paste things still exist. Oh, and I didn't God, realize yeah. that. And I've seen way too many of those. Yeah, it's it so bad. It's bad. And it's literally I don't want to get political here, but it literally was the reason why the election last time turned out the way it did. But anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that is our new segment. It kind of went a little bit farther than we went, uh, wanted it to, but take it or leave it. We'll have those uh, for you guys whenever we have a new list up. Um, but uh, yeah, one last break and we'll come back with some Brewer's Choice. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, we are here with Brewer's Choice. Brewer's Choice is just our weekly recommendation segment. So we're just going to give you guys something uh, that we've been into that we want you to check out. So uh, I'll kick it off here. So we talked a lot about um, news recently, and uh, I talked about NPR and the Up First podcast, which is what I listen to every day. Um, but I wanted to recommend uh, their app, actually. It's the NPR One app. It's uh, got podcasts. It connects you to local radio stations that that have NPR content. So if you are interested in more news um, or podcasts, news podcasts specifically, check out the NPR One app. It's uh, super easy to use. It's super. Uh, it's a super great way to sort of stay informed with what's going on locally and uh, internationally and nationally. Awesome, beautiful. I'm definitely gonna be checking this stuff out more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, more on a more kind of niche educational side of things. If, um, if solar power or electric, 
uh, equations or any of that stuff uh, educationally interests you or you've always uh, wanted to kind of dive into it and didn't know where to start, uh, the channel I've been watching a lot of the past several days is, uh, it's a long title, long channel name, uh, but it's do-it-yourself or DIY solar power with Will Prowse. Uh, again, DIY solar power with Will Prowse, P-R-O-W-S-E. Okay. Uh, he just has a he has a ton of videos. So he has a bunch of videos just talking about different. I mean, they're basically product reviews, talking about lots of different batteries. But he also has um, a set <laughs> of ten videos of educational, instructional stuff uh, going through lots of different batteries. how power <laughs> works and how electricity works. That's crazy. Uh, talks about solar panels and wattage and what you want for a van versus what you want for a home versus what you want for just any type of setting. Gotcha. Uh, but it is as and it's it's not. Well, it's as dry as you make it. <laughs> <laughs> he is entertaining to me, okay. but that's because obviously this is stuff I'm interested in. Sure, so if sure, you're not sure. interested in yeah, it, it's, it's going to just be a bunch of information gonna that's going to like whatever. It's not something that you should throw in yeah. if you're just so not interested yeah, in it. Yeah, so I'm definitely <laughs> recommending this as educational, informational yeah. stuff. Um, I uh, I could have sworn he has some sort of degree in engineering or something. Mm-hmm. I... But I just was trying to look it up so I could recommend him with, like, a higher sure. recommendation. Um, but I didn't see anything right off the bat, so I'm going to look into that more. Gotcha. Uh, if you find out before me somehow because you're yeah. interested in it or whatever, <laughs> uh, please write in to brewcombos like, finally. <laughs> finally, someone who's as into this shit as I am. I've been going crazy by myself. Oh, my God. Bryce, we're best friends. <laughs> Um, and in case they wanted to know, what was the name of that uh, that YouTube channel that you talked about with the guy, uh, the philosopher? Oh, that is Like Stories of Old. L-S-O-O. Like yeah. Stories of Old. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, that is pretty much going to wrap up our episode today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, as always, if you want to send us any emails, you can do that by uh, sending us email to broodconvos at gmail.com we are always open to any kind of critique any kind of recommendations anything you guys want to send us please do that um bryce if uh, they want to go on social media to find us where can they do that uh definitely they can reach out on instagram or facebook at brood podcast and twitter at brood convos awesome awesome all right guys thank you so very much for listening and until next time my name's adonis and i'm bryce thanks guys bye as you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Schiff.